Hello and welcome to episode two of Healing Voices, a new podcast all about holistic approaches to health and well-being. My name is Jamie Griffiths, massage therapist living and working in East London. Join me on a journey to discover more about holistic approaches to health through conversations with practitioners from a wide variety of alternative and complementary therapies. This episode features a conversation with Claire Sands of Massage on the Mind. We talk about Claire's journey from the world of recruitment to the world of bodywork, massaging faces, lockdown and Claire's developing interest in TMJ dysfunction, the role of emotion in jaw tension, the hip-jaw connection, assessing your jaw tension, Claire's whole body TMJ approach, how modern life has affected the shape of our jaws and facial bones, mindfulness meditation and anxiety, and yin yoga. Stick around at the end for some of my reflections on the topics we talked about, but here is the conversation I recorded with Claire Sands on the 15th of June, 2022. I am in the cool basement of Healing Space on Chatsworth Road on a blazing hot day in London. I am joined by fellow massage therapist Claire Sands, um, who specialises, I think it's fair to say, in TMJ massage. Or oh, that's what you've come to talk about today. Um, hello. Hi, Jamie. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for inviting me. We're going to get into what TMJ is soon enough. Um, I First, I thought I'd ask you, like, what was your journey into bodywork and becoming a massage therapist? So, I used to work in recruitment um, and administration um, and doing the nine to five, but I'd always had an interest in the holistic side of life um, and a kind of fascination with the body and natural, like its natural ability to repair or natural ways of healing. Um, I think I, I attended a talk once, um, uh, just listening to someone that had um, healed themselves from uh, a brain tumour and it just, it just gained my, furthered my interest into kind of learning more. Um, so after I'd had enough of doing the nine to five and just realised it, it wasn't really for me, um, I wasn't getting any enjoyment out of out of it. Um, I took the leap and did a massage course. Um, I'd just done massages for fun before, and I always just it kind of enjoyed. Like I just it just felt natural to me, and I, to be doing a massage. I don't know. It, it just felt um, yeah, it was something I definitely wanted to learn more about. So I did the course. I loved it. Um, it was definitely harder than what I thought it was going to be. Like learning all about anatomy and everything it was uh i was like whoa there's actually a lot more than what you than what you really think yes yeah, surprise isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely um so so yeah i then um i started working uh i 
I quit my job, I took a risk, I quit my job and I started out at um, Neil's Yard Therapy Rooms doing a couple of days there and then trying to build my own business. Um, at that time I was also studying part-time at university as well um, and then so once I'd graduated I'd been studying for four years and I just thought oh, I actually would like to get away for a bit but I want to take my massage with me and I want to be kind of um, earning money or saving money at the same time so I thought oh, I'll go and work on the cruise ships um, so I, yeah I worked on the cruise ships for two years um, and that was it was incredibly hard work but it was also like one of the most amazing experiences of my life so when I came back to land I just got that kind of like the first job that I could get um, at and it was at face gym so I was still doing massage but I thought I need just need any job right now until I kind of get myself on my feet and um yeah, the once I started working at Face Gym, they work solely on the face. Okay. So every day that I was there, I was massaging like up to six, seven faces a day, and okay. it was um it was deep tissue massage as well. Right. Um, and it it just um showed me the the face in a very different way. Like I was suddenly working with all these facial muscles that I'd never really um. I'd never really focused on before. I'd previously done a facial rejuvenation massage course, but it's, it's quite it's lighter and it, it's um it you know it looks at acupressure and facial reflexology. But what I learned with face gym was actual deep tissue and kind of rolling out facial tension and lifting facial muscles and just giving the face a workout. And um, because I was just coming across so many different faces, I was starting to feel the difference in people's faces as well. And what I did notice is that every time you touch around the jaw area, you the jaw would always feel tight. And people would always be like, oh, that, that feels really tender. Like, oh, I didn't realise I had tension there. And it, it was very interesting. And then during lockdown, um, I... But I was started teaching people how to massage their own faces online, and um, with Face Gym, we learn a, a a routine to kind of do self massage for TMJ dysfunction. Yeah. So, what led to the move from going from Face Gym into training? Yes. So, um, I realised that as I was getting busier working for myself part time as well, I was building up more clients. So I took the move to kind of um, leave Face Gym, but I also wanted to study more about the TMJ um, and just work more with the face and kind of specialise in that. So I took a course with uh, Helen Baker, um, who actually is a, a previous TMJ sufferer. Um, and she had dislocated her own jaw once upon a time and then she went through many treatments and uh, quite a few therapies to kind of get like kind of get rid of her jaw pain for good so I felt like she was the perfect person for me to train with because she'd had that personal experience of jaw pain and then also um and ways in which you could say goodbye to it. Her organisation is called Free Your T Jaw, is it? No, or? yeah, TM TMJ Massage Therapies, and she actually oh, okay. has got a, a podcast, right. so Free Your Jaw. Yeah. So the TMJ itself is the temporal mandibular joint. Um, it's connected to the, um, the temporal bone and the mandible, so it connects the, the skull to the jaw. We are using, constantly using this jaw, like, permanently, to, like, talk 
to chew, to yawn, to everything. So it's always on the go. And it's also the most complex joint in the body because it can, you know, opens and closes, it moves side to side. And there's four main muscles that are surrounding this jaw. Okay. So you've got the, the masseter muscle, you've got the temporalis, um, and you've got two muscles located inside of the jaw, which is your medial pterygoids and your lateral pterygoids. All these muscles are associated with um, chewing and it's the constant movement and lack of rest that really can cause damage to this jaw, especially if it falls out, um, especially if the disc kind of slides and falls out of place as well. Oh, okay. So the di- you mean the disc? Like There's a little where articular the... disc, yeah. So if you pop your fingers in yeah. front of your ears, like in mm-hmm. that little dip there, you can feel the joint. And some yeah. people, when they open and close, they can feel like a clicking or a popping right, or yeah. even just a tenderness. Um, but yeah, so it can all lead to, it's all part of TMJ dysfunction. Okay. And so the, you mentioned like the masseter, I remember that one, because that's mm. like the big, thick yes. one that comes right down. So like when you see like Tom Cruise tensing his jaw in <laughs> films and yeah. stuff, that's that one popping that's out, right? Exactly. And yeah. that's what loads of people do when they're stressed yeah. or anxious, they're always clenching that uh, muscle. And it's that muscle, the masseter muscle, that got me so interested in TMJ because that's the muscle I can feel when I'm massaging people's faces right. and it feels like there's a massive knot along their jaw. And so when you when people are sort of grinding teeth and uh, clenching and all that stuff, clamping down, it's all coming through that, that joint and yeah. through that big muscle there. So yeah, it's the masseter and also the temporal is here. Yeah. And that's why sometimes if you feel your own face, you can feel it feels a bit like sore, inflamed mm-hmm. or tender. And that's just where we're tensing that temporalis muscle as well. But we've also, the neck muscles are also affected, the, uh, the scarline muscles as well. So generally people that suffer with jaw pain are also suffering with neck pain mm-hmm. as well. Okay, and like we're, and headaches and migraines and things like that. Yeah, so other causes is headaches, migraines, tinnitus. They right. say tinnitus um, because the nerves that run through the joint also are connected to the ear, yeah. so that can cause pressure on those nerves. Um, hip pain as well is also associated with jaw pain there's different uh reasonings for that or different theories but one is that we've got a fascial line that connects our jaw to the hips Um, and generally people with tight jaws suffer with hip pain as well and regards to women women with tight hips and tight Mm -hmm. jaws also have heavier periods Um, and pregnant women they'll suffer with pelvic tension and then that will be also be connected to the the tightness of their jaw as well oh wow all right because like the fascia is like the connective tissue right that it, it goes in in between our muscles and through our muscles and connects all our muscles together in this web yes. over the body so and people like there's a lot of talk at the moment about how kind of the fascia can like store blocked emotions or traumatic episodes tend to get like stored up in the definitely definitely the um the fascia is very interesting really because um it's not there's it's only recently that there's been like kind of more study into it and how much of an effect it does have on the body but they say if you have a trauma or an accident um and you injure one part of your body, the fascia becomes very tight, like the, the fibres are very tight and trapped together, but then it's creating blockages throughout the rest of the body. Mm. Um, and it's made out, the fascia is made from mainly uh, proteins like collagen and elastin, and that's 
The collagen and elastin is basically what makes up the um, structure of the TMJ as well. Um, but it's definitely, yeah, where we all our emotions are trapped. And they call the jaw, the jaw and the hip um, are the garbage points, of, known as the garbage points of the body, because it's where all our trapped emotions, our, our suppression, um, they go straight to these areas. Right, okay. And apparently they have um, similar muscle memories as well, the jaw and the hips. So it's, they kind of, if you're feeling something in one area, you're going to be feeling it there as well. When a client comes to you, what is like the most, if they're looking for a TMJ massage, what is usually the most common sort of thing that's driving them to come to you? Is it pain, basically? Facial tension, yeah, yeah jaw pain um, and neck pain. Or people, I get a lot of people that clench their jaws. Yeah. Um, and it's all just putting pressure on on this joint. So really, our um, our teeth should, when our mouths are closed, our teeth should just be gently apart or even just lightly sitting on top of each other. But actually, the majority of it is our teeth are kind of like quite firmly closed together. Mm. We don't even realise. Um, but you can do an awareness exercise. Like if you do it now, if you just feel um, in, around, in front of the ear canal where that joint is and feel yeah. around the muscles... Um, surrounding your TMJ and if like you feel any tension or tenderness um, and then just close your mouth and you feel how close together your teeth are mm -hmm. now I want you to clench lightly and then push on um, the muscles that you're clenching mm -hmm. and hold that for like up to 10 seconds you might feel like a very gradual release and then if you slowly let go, just slowly release, and then notice how close together your teeth are sitting on top of each other now, or if they're slightly apart. Slightly apart, yeah. Yeah, and if your mouth now feels a little bit wider. Hmm. Okay. So that's kind of like your optimum... That's like an... It just shows your awareness of how where our jaws... Where how our jaws should be, or how our teeth should be sitting in comparison to how they actually are right, and yeah. how clenched, how clamped down our, um, our jaws actually are. We don't even realise. Yeah. And it's related to a whole bunch of other problems, right? Like, yeah. Um, like sleep, apnea. Sleep, apnea, stress is probably the number one for me. I get a lot of clients, um, they're stressed and, you know, they'll come in and they'll complain, say maybe about like shoulder pain or neck pain and they don't even realise that they have, uh, facial tension and then we start kind of working around the jaw um, and then they're like oh that feels really tender and then it's all about kind of once we can release the muscles in the jaw that kind of has an effect on the shoulder muscles uh, like the trapezius and then the neck muscles because we're very much like turtles so when turtles are <laughs> under when turtles are under stress they retract their head and their neck in into their shell and we're the same we retract it all into our shoulders so it just puts all this pressure on all of our muscles um, like going up for the shoulders, the neck, and that puts pressure on the jaw muscles as well. So everything just becomes tight and clamped. So if that's constant, then you know we're not we're not we're not resting any of the joints or the muscles. So it's all it's gonna create inflammation, it's gonna become very um, very tight, you know, inflamed. And if the energy in the blood or the, not the energy, sorry, the blood and the oxygen's not able to flow freely through our muscles because they're so tight and clamped, then it's going to lead to, um, you know, muscle spasm, pain, then pain in other areas of the body as well. Yeah, yeah. For the muscles to be healthy, they need to have all this energy going through them. Right. If, if we're always clamped up, then 
know, yeah. creating blockages. Yeah, yeah, blocks. Um, I was listening to, like in preparation for this, I was listening to a podcast yesterday with an interview with um, Emily A. Francis. I don't know if you've heard of her, mm. but she wrote this book called The Body Heals Itself. She's a, uh-huh. a massage therapist okay. and a lymphatic drainage therapist, and she's an author as well. But um, yeah, I, I was, I didn't, I wanted to buy the book, but it was like slightly too expensive. So <laughs> I listened to a podcast instead. And um, yeah, she's got this kind of theory that kind of, emotional kind of blockages or traumas get kind of stored in the body and the kind of fascia and the muscles as these like little carrots I don't know her her kind of theory sounded a bit maybe a bit too complicated but uh, or complicated but it does seem to me like from my own experience and from like treating people that there's a kind of mechanism whereby your muscles get tense because you feel that emotion in the body and then you kind of desensitize yourself to feeling that tension as a way maybe of not having to like deal with that emotion on a kind of yeah uh, at a conscious level you know absolutely yeah. we'll rather carry our our stress and our burdens physically than yeah. deal with them emotionally <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so you gave me a treatment um a few months ago i can't remember mm. when exactly it was but um it the thing that struck me about the kind of tmj treatment that you did for me was how much it was kind of a, a whole body treatment rather than just kind of focusing on the face yeah the reason I um, focus on the whole body, I take a whole body approach, is because that's how I I, I was taught. Um, again, going back to the fascia, because our we're all our body is all connected. It, just by focusing, working on one area, it's not going to create longer lasting, longer lasting benefits. Really, mm-hmm. it will provide temporary relief, but we need to be able to work on the whole body and kind of assess and find out where there's other blockages which may be leading. To yeah, tightness in your in tightness in in the TMJ. So that's why when I do the the whole body massage, um, I work mainly on the hips. We do like stretching the hip flexors because we kind of want to release any tension within those hips, and then working on the back as well because you know we carry so much tension between the shoulders and all the little knots that build up in the shoulders. We just want to kind of. Um, you know, yeah, break down adhesions in the fascias and the, in the muscles um, and just get everything flowing, get that circulation flowing throughout the whole body. Um, and working on the feet is important as well. Like the soles of our feet, our fascia becomes very tight there. And they say there's fascia lines that run from the sole of the foot all the way up the back of the body yeah. over to the top of the skull. So you can imagine if you're, you know, if you've got lower back pain, or you've got headaches that could be stemming from blockages elsewhere like say at the soles of the feet yeah yeah the treatment that you do for tmj it involves uh, an intraoral mm-hmm. like some intraoral techniques right? yes so that comes so what i do is so I'll, I'll do the body massage we're focusing on the hips and the back and the feet and then when you turn over i'll then um be able to kind of assess the jaw and i start working on the face the neck the head um, and then, yeah, intraoral, going inside the mouth at the end. Um, obviously, I'd just like to say, I always wear gloves when we do that. But the idea is there to go inside the mouth and to release the um, lateral and medial pterygoid muscles, um, which are located inside of the jaw. So the idea is just to hold on to these kind of muscles, palpate, and then just, it's, um, it's a myofascial release technique, but you just want to kind of let it all release, let the... The muscle let the fascia all just soften and you get a tissue release so um it can feel it can feel a bit tender it is quite painful 
but I mean everybody's different everybody's pain threshold is different so I, I found it's always a bit of a unique experience for people and you can get um, an emotional release from it so sometimes you might want to laugh uh, you might want to cry and you may not feel anything at all and even if you don't always feel that at um while I'm doing the treatment, a couple of days later, you might you may just suddenly feel mm. this emotion, and that's actually just like a, an emotional release that's come from releasing this area here. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but I'll basically hold on to the to the um to these muscles, say for up to it's usually between ninety. 90 100 to 180 seconds sometimes even longer and um, just holding on and what i want to feel is uh like a softening so imagine like our jaws are like um, very tight rubber bands and then as i'm holding on the jaw becomes kind of looser so that band is loosening and that's actually where the say the collagen or the elastin is like um strengthening and stretching inside so it, it can it doesn't always work after one treatment to be fair like you'll just get a gradual release mm -hmm. so it can take up to three four five it depends again on the person um it depends how many treatments you would need to kind of get rid of that jaw pain um and to really feel like your jaw is feeling like a lot looser but i mean you definitely feel loose after one session but whether it's going to create long-term results it just depends on the person yeah. it also depends on you know identifying the root cause of why yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got that so i mean i can i can do the treatments but i always recommend exercises to do at home like jaw exercises um yin yoga is fantastic as well but also looking at why you might be like if you are stressed or if you are feeling anxious why you're feeling like that like if you've got say that there's anything on your mind that you can't speak out about is that what's causing this jaw tension as well you need to look at what's going on inside you or even just things like your posture um, you know, are your head always bent forward? Have you suffered from whiplash in the past? Like, has there been a trauma that, you know, that may be why you're feeling um, the tension in your jaw? It's possible to carry these things around for years and years, right? And then one day they kind of explode into pain. Yeah. And you're like, ah, what is, what is this? Yeah, exactly. Um, like, things can just be triggered by the smallest thing. But, I mean, that's what I've had people uh, on the massage table before where... They've messaged me to say, um, after the treatment, to say, like, they've had, like, a, all these um, thoughts and feelings came rushing, like, out of them, they felt, after they left. Um, and it was stuff that they thought they'd kind of forgotten or got over, but it was, like, issues in their lives that still kind of remained stagnant, that was, like, under the surface still, that they'd never really resolved. Yeah. So... That's so strange how that can happen, isn't it? It's, it's a journey. It's very much a journey. But um, one in, it's one in four people uh, actually suffer with TMJ dysfunction. So, one in four? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Some form of it, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can be like mild, it can be severe. Um, it, it does affect people differently. But I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm a jaw sufferer, but I definitely feel sometimes a bit of TMJ dysfunction. And uh, I, I do yin yoga, and um, there's a really good move. It's called the reclining shoelace. And oh my God, when I do this reclining shoelace and I hold it, like it's meant to open your hips. Right. But in relation to what I said about the jaw and the hips yeah, earlier, yeah. I really feel it in my jaw. Okay. It's like I just feel this kind of very subtle like release in, in the jaw here. So yeah, reclining shoelace. Reclining shoelace. I have to look <laughs> that one up. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, so, um, but yin yoga is very good uh, at kind of helping to kind of combat your jaw tension. Okay. Because that's also very good again for the, fa- it all goes back to the fascia, but it's very good for the fascia because you're holding, in yin yoga, you hold the moves between three and six minutes. So um, you're giving the body the chance to kind of stretch out properly and to like release. And uh, yeah, it can be very, very effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like when I have my treatment, from you, like there didn't seem to be like a big bang sort of release no. when I was on the table, but uh, later on that night, like I was kind of you know, exploring the area myself, it did feel like there was a moment where there was a sudden kind of dropping away okay. in the tension, and like it felt much freer than it had yeah. in a long time. Oh, great, yeah. yeah. And then I slept really, really well. Like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It just it is a tension release, mm. as all massage does. It helps to release tension. And so it's, you know, it's similar. You have a back massage, you feel that tension release in your back. You have a jaw massage. It's yeah. exactly, yeah, it's exactly the same. But they, um, it is there, there's lots of studies that still need to be done on it because they say more women suffer than men. And, but women's jaws are structured differently, mm. which is one, which could be one factor. But also um, we have... Uh, estrogen receptors in the jaw um, which is only I think they found that out through testing or studying on baboons like many years ago um, but it actually wasn't that long ago I think it was only in the 80s and they found out that the baboons had like uh, hormone receptors in their jaws and so obviously it's quite there's still a lot of study to be done but right. they do there is a link between uh, TMJ dysfunction and yeah estrogen oh okay yeah, but it's a whole, it's a whole... But like, they don't know what, why they have, why these issues... Not really sure. Um, there's still a lot, there's still a lot of studies that needs to be done in that kind of area. But um, for me, like, I find that really interesting. And the same when uh, women have hormone uh, replacement therapy as well, that can actually increase TMJ dysfunction uh, because of the, ri- the rise in estrogen. Right. Okay. Yeah, so... But, yeah, but again, um, and there's very mixed evidence about that as well. So some studies will say, oh, it's not the case. And other yeah, studies yeah, will be yeah. like, so I think there's definitely more research well, to be yeah. had on that. But it's very, it's really interesting. But also another thing when they say more women suffer um, than men, I kind of disagree because I've had clients that are male and that have come to me um, not like, and you know they have I would say they have had TMJ dysfunction we've had very successful treatment plans um, but also I, I think sometimes it's because more women will go and do something about it like more right. women will go and have treatments rather than men like, more likely I mean, to be diagnosed exactly so I think I don't know if I really believe that more women suffer I just think more women will look at these kind of options to get seen yeah, to yeah. you said earlier on like the the jaw is involved in so many different sort of functions. Mm. Like it's so such a complicated joint because it's it's involved in like breathing and eating and yeah. I mean it could be a weapon. You know? Yes, <laughs> it's like, it kind of makes. I was thinking earlier like it, the the mouth is kind of what makes us an animal basically, right? Yeah. As opposed to like a vegetable or a single cell thing. It's yeah. Like you can, Munch yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. When you have um, some people, if they're suffering with jaw pain, then they shouldn't really, they should avoid um, like crunchy food. So, like, right. um, yeah, crusty bread, nuts, chewy meat, like, they should avoid that. 
even while they're having treatments or until kind of the pain is diminished because mm-hmm. you're just making the jaw work more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the same, like, when we're, when we're sleeping and people are clenching or grinding throughout the night, that, that joint is not getting any rest at all. Yeah, yeah. So it's important to kind of, kind of, it's so hard because we're always using it, but it's really important to kind of try and keep that jaw relaxed for as long as possible. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can achieve that with, so like the awareness exercise that we did, that's a good way of just noticing how tight, how like, um, tight your teeth are together. And you could do that before bed or even just like applying like um, warm uh, like little heat pads to your jaw as well, just to relax the, the area. Um, because it's just, if it's so tense and tight for 24 hours a day then of course it's going to cause problems like the migraines the headaches Mm. everything else because you're blocking that circulation getting to the brain as well and that's what it then causes the migraines so you said you started um doing like online uh, stuff during the lockdown yeah yeah was that because people came to you or was it like an idea that you had no so i did that because i was still working with face gym during lockdown so i did that through them but ah, we see, so right. we learned you know you know and it was like ah, how do we kind yeah. of what do we do now so it was kind of um yeah we learned all these routines and then we would um do do home workouts over zoom to yeah. our customers so it's just you can't really compare like before lockdown to after lockdown but do you sense that that whole period has caused a lot more issues I I got busier um, after lockdown like I was able to leave face gym and start my own business like full-time because of the the more cases that I've seen of more people that were coming to me um, with jaw tension yeah and just massage in general like people just everyone was you know very in a lot more pain like everyone was suffering with a lot more muscular tension um, and then they, they did a study on people that already there's a study out there on people that already had TMJ uh, symptoms before COVID um, and then they tested them after and there, there was an increase in their increase in the dysfunction in the tightness and in the pain they were feeling right yeah so there's like a direct yeah and also the face masks didn't help because when we was all wearing our face masks all the time we were pushing when you wear the face mask you're pushing your jaw your chin forward like kind of subconsciously right to keep it in place yeah Yeah. almost like to hold it so that wasn't doing us any good at all um and yeah it was just there was so much stress and anxiety you know even if you're not consciously feeling anxious or stressed Every time you watch the news, mm. uh, subconsciously you're you're taking that in. Yeah. Yeah. Like I actually got a really tight psoas muscle um, during the lockdown, and I had no idea what it was. And then I saw uh, an osteopath, saw an osteopath, and he stuck his elbow in my groin for half an hour. <laughs> and, Sounds delightful. And, <laughs> and it released. So all this emotion and all this like anxiety that had kind of built up right. during the lockdown and I I mean the doctors had told me that it could be ovarian cysts or a hernia right. and okay. I was like yeah and so I was after finding out that it wasn't any of those things I just went to an osteopath he stuck his elbow in me and yeah out, it, it, everything disappeared and it was the psoas muscle and because the psoas muscle is also it's you know seen as like the window to the soul and it just captures like the jaw and the hips area it all captures um our negativity or the negativity and all these toxins that we're subconsciously taking in 
Right, yeah, all that stress. All the stress, yeah. Floating around Mm. in the air. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so no, so I definitely was busier, became busier after the lockdown. And, um, yeah, I mean, it it is, there's also other things as well that you can do to kind of help with, uh, the, the TMJ and um, acupuncture is also really good like you can see osteopath craniosacral therapy is meant to be amazing um, as I mentioned before like yin yoga mm. is a combination of things because also not everybody's the same and not every treatment will work for, for everyone um, and so I mean I deal mainly with people that are suffering with stress and anxiety um, it's not that's not through me that's just the people that come to see me that's generally the the um, most common factor but I mean people get TMJ dysfunction from whiplash and yeah. um, you know and like accidents like if someone punches you in a jaw that could knock the little disc out of place it's yeah. all there's so many things that can contribute to jaw pain and um, which lead on then to facial tension or you know body pain and um, so it's all about kind of finding the right or what treatments um, work for you yeah. and also like mixing and combining them as well yeah I read in that, um, have you read Breathe? Oh like my James God, Nestor. yes. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. such an amazing book. It's just made me think about like, like the structural problems that uh, could be due to like development and the soft foods that kids are weaned onto and like Absolutely. not having a chance to develop a jaw yeah. that's like big enough for your yeah. mouth, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. So that book actually made it, uh, I always worry, I always worry because I... I don't, I, I say that to prevent um, jaw pain, you shouldn't chew, I'm saying have yeah, a softer yeah, yeah, diet, yeah. but then if you don't ever chew, then yeah. you, you're going to lose, your, your bone density is going to shrink, and I right. think it says that in a book, like yeah. they, you need to be chewing, yeah, to keep the structure of your jaw, otherwise it's all going to shrink yeah. and dissolve, so I'm like, oh, if I tell people not to chew, then, you know, then yeah, everyone's yeah, going to feel yeah, like they've got saggy yeah. jaws in 20 years' time. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sucking on smoothies. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just like, oh, I don't know. But I think as long as you're not, if you're in pain, don't chew, like... Yeah, don't. if it's causing you pain. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. But well, no, at the moment, like, I've got two young children and I'm trying to work out how to, like, get them to chew things, you know, because they, they just want to eat soft yeah. stuff all the time. They want to yeah. eat mashed potatoes and they want to eat pasta and yeah. It's hard to get them to chew on a vegetable. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that why, isn't it in that book, as they say, that our airways are smaller now because yeah. our jaws didn't grow or, our, or there wasn't enough room for our brain or something? I can't remember exactly. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, well, I think, oh, like, modern diets, like, because we're not, like, I think the idea is that, like, in the, um, like prehistoric people would have spent hours chewing every day because they just couldn't, they had no way to process yeah. their food. So yeah, like the the density of their the bones, like you were saying, in the jaw and the upper face, yeah. like the maxilla, it was all yeah much denser and had a chance to like grow to accommodate all our teeth. Whereas, like for the last hundred years or so, we've been eating stuff out of cans and mm-hmm. it's like you know mashed up and yeah. blitzed and yeah. juiced, and so there's like the jaw hasn't been getting that yeah. workout, so the bones haven't been yeah. growing as much. And then also, like, uh, dentists have just been pulling teeth out because yeah. the jaw is too small to accommodate yeah. them. Instead of trying to make the jaw wider, yeah. they pull teeth out and then sh- use braces yeah. and stuff to pull them all yeah. back together again. So we yeah. end up with really small 
mouths yeah. and yeah smaller airways as a result yeah so. i think that's what he was saying like if you look at um like the the neanderthals like uh skulls you'll see that their teeth actually are all still oh, very straight perfectly straight, yeah, straight. Yeah. whereas yeah. now yeah you're right we're struggling to fit them all in our mouths yeah like, yeah tiny mouths so i think that the new thing in like orthodontics and stuff is making the, the jaw bigger you know yeah like, getting making room for the teeth and stuff and the tongue as well, because the tongue yes. needs somewhere to go. <laughs> yeah. So our tongue should always be up the, um, sitting at the roof of the mouth as well. Right. Touching behind the teeth. So that's an exercise. That's another exercise that you can do to keep your jaw kind of relaxed. You can, again, just um, keep the tongue at the, the top, at the roof of the mouth behind the teeth, and then just open and close your mouth like 10 times. But you have to open it in a straight line. So you kind of have to, again, hold those fingers where oh, the joint okay. is and then like open and close and you can feel if your joint if your jaw is moving in like a straight line or if it's kind of wiggling to the side a bit because mm, a lot yeah. of our drawers are deviated as well yeah there's definitely deviation in mine yeah yeah there's, a, there's much more room on the right hand side yeah. than on the left hand side yeah. Yeah. I've got one of those special pillows now they're orthopedic pillows you know where they kind of dip in the middle so you lie on your back and then they'll support your neck um, like while you're sleeping oh, okay. um, and I actually find it really comfortable but the reason I got one was because I kept I've always slept on my back and then then I got into a pattern of sleeping on my side and I was waking up in the morning and my jaw just felt like it was like crushed into mm. my pillow and I was like getting some kind of like tension from that so I bought one of those pillows and it, it does actually help Okay. Like it just, I just feel like my jaw's fine in, in the night in the night now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, I noticed on your website that you, uh, you've done like some mindfulness-based stress reduction training. Is that right? Yeah. That, does that like inform your the work you do with clients as well? Does, it, does that come into play at all? Um, I do. I recommend mindfulness to my clients. Mm. Um, I say to do some mindfulness before bed, especially if you're a, a teeth grinder or jaw clencher in the night when okay. you don't even realise that you're doing it. I definitely say like you just want to kind of empty the mind before bed. It's like it's really important. Um, but yeah, the the MBSR that I did, um, that was actually to kind of combat. Um, like my own anxiety mm-hmm. and also to just be more present in everything that we do um, because then you, you naturally you become more relaxed like the more present you are if you're always like everyone we're always just like rushing ahead of ourselves we're always like focused on what we've got to do next like when mm-hmm. are we actually ever just sitting there and just kind of appreciating that the moment or what we're fo- or what we're meant to be focusing on now so yeah I'm doing the um the twenty one day uh the Deepak Chopra twenty one day abundance meditation at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really interesting. So I'm on day seven, um. So yeah, every morning just wake up, do this ten minute meditation, um, and just like kind of it's all about kind of like being in the moment, um, and creating or like manifesting all this abundance of like just you know. Just Okay, is that so? Is it a guided meditation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's very interesting. But I mean, that's different from the MBSR, the mindful based um, one. That's happy. like every day you'd have a different exercise. So one day you'd have to um, just practice, like, or just be mindful eating and drinking. So every uh, time you yeah. eat and drink, you've got to like totally focus and focus on that. Okay, and you and you still practice it. 
now? Or? I, I'm in and out of meditation. I think yeah. it's one of the hardest things in the world. Yeah. It's so hard to stay, I will admit that, it's so hard to stay um, committed, I think. Like, I'm definitely, I'll go through stages where I will do it for like three months straight and I feel amazing every day. If I start my day with like five minutes mindfulness, I feel okay, absolutely yeah. amazing. But then you just, you, then you just kind of fall out of it or you have like a couple of days off and then you're like... Right, yeah. Then. I find like I've got like my practice is really established like I meditate every day great but I find ways to cheat and like not meditate when I'm yeah. meditating you know okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel that I can do the you know they like just focus on your breath I feel that I can focus on my breath but also manage to think at the same time yeah and then I'm like oh I don't think I'm meditating because I'm thinking about breathing but I'm also thinking about what else I need to do today right yeah oh but yeah, um, yeah. but I must say when I'm doing my massages there's probably my most I'm very present when I'm doing my treatments and I feel like sometimes I feel like I've meditated after a massage yeah it is it is good for that isn't it like you can really kind of become absorbed in just the 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 doing of it yeah Yeah. I always think massage itself is like a it's almost like a a dance routine Mm. or it's an art isn't it like you know you've got to do certain moves and certain techniques and go certain ways and um, I always just think every every treatment is always a little bit different um, yeah, I think it's probably one of the most relaxing jobs in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice. It was nice to like see someone visibly kind of relaxed after they yeah. Come, yeah, yeah. come out of the room again. Yeah. yeah. Very rewarding. Exactly. In terms of like the alternative and complementary therapies that you've had in your life, that you've experienced, what, what was your standout, what was your favourite... Or what would you, if you were going to have a treatment this afternoon, what would you go for? I'm not being biased, yeah. but I, I love massage. Yeah. I do love. <laughs> I love all treatments, well, not all the treatments I've tried, I'm, I'm, I'm always happy with them. But for me, massage has the ability to make me just feel amazing for like the rest of the week. I think it, I just, it accomplishes everything. Like it gets rid of my muscle tension. It um, it you know it relaxes my mind. Um, it just lifts my mood. Um, yeah, I just I'm a massive massage fan. But um, I think the second for me is I do I do enjoy acupuncture. Yeah. Um and yeah I had a um I went through a lot of acupuncture last year, and uh, that really that really helped me. Um. Yeah, and I I saw Lucy who's here who works here, oh, yeah. and she tried she did moxa on me, and is it, that the burning? Thing? Oh my god! Yeah, it was amazing. I absolutely loved it, and actually, it really helped with um my wrists get a little bit tight. I don't know, I suppose mm-hmm. because of the job, but um it really helped loosen up my wrists as well. And I was just really fascinated and amazed by the power of this 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 powder. Right. Yeah. Quite a subtle thing, right? Yeah, really subtle, but I was really impressed with it. Um, so yeah, I love that. Um, but yeah, I really want to try. Um, I really want to try some craniosacral therapy, um, just because I I know that it helps with the again going back to the TMJ. But I know it helps mm. with TMJ dysfunction, but it's also very slow and it's very um, kind of slow energy. So I'm. I would like to try that as well. Um, I'm just quite quite curious about yeah, that. Yeah, I had a I had a swap. Well, I 
had a treatment from Jan who mm-hmm. was here um, a few weeks ago. It was, yeah, it was a very kind of emotional experience for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite intrigued about that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. If someone um, wants to book in with a treatment, how would they go about doing that? So I'm at, um, I've got my website, mm-hmm. um, massageonthemind.com. I'm on Instagram as well. Um, and then also the Healing Space. I'm at Healing Space um, every Wednesday and Friday. And then I also work um, in Chislehurst in Kent or Kent, South East. Is that where you live? Yeah, and I work um, at DV Yoga there as well. Um, so, yeah, you can find me at either of those locations. Excellent. Okay. Claire Sands, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Jamie. For joining me on the podcast. It's been brilliant. I know a lot more about TMJ dysfunction. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) I am lying on my back. I have one leg crossed over the other and I am pulling them into my chest, which I believe is the reclining shoelace position that Claire was talking about or the reclining cow's face I think it's also called I've been here for several minutes and yeah I do feel some sensation in my jaw it's kind of like a throbbing tingling sensation And it's more pronounced on the left side than the right. At the moment, I have my left leg crossed over my right leg. But just now, when I had my right leg crossed over my left leg, the right side of my jaw felt more sensation. So, yeah. I think... Based on the results of this single experiment, the hip-jaw connection could definitely be a thing. It might just be the power of suggestion, obviously, because Claire um, put it in my mind, but I I buy it. Uh, Listening back to the conversation with Claire, I was struck by her knowledge of the physiology and anatomy and pathologies of the jaw area. And obviously she keeps up to date with the latest research and is really kind of passionately interested in this topic. And I don't know why that was surprising. Obviously she's a professional massage therapist and she's made a conscious choice to go into this area. But I feel like I missed an opportunity maybe to delve into the uh, mechanics of jaw pain and how that translates into symptoms elsewhere in the body Um, so to rectify my uh, error there in kind of not going further into that I found a snippet from a podcast called the Mayo Munch Bunch podcast which is the podcast of um, a couple of uh, myofunctional therapists and the voice you will hear is that of a Dr. Dave Shirazi from Los Angeles, who is one of these orthodontists that I kind of mentioned in the podcast who approach 
jaw issues by trying to expand the jaw more these days than by pulling teeth out and trying to pull them back together to get straight teeth. In this snippet, he brings up the concept of central sensitization as well, which I think is a fascinating um, insight into how pain works and can create um, other symptoms in the body. For our patients that aren't aware, what is cranial facial pain in very simple right. terms? Mm -hmm. So it, it loosely refers to pain of the head and neck right? It includes the face, of course, right? So the cranium is what sits, you know, on our neck. And the base of our cranium is the maxilla, right? Or and our upper jawbone. Upper jawbone, thank you. And um, our mandible is more loosely attached, but behind the mandible is just such a huge plexus of nerves that it has a profound effect on everything that we do in our body. So, mm -hmm. for example, in bringing it back to migraines, there is a phenomenon called central sensitization, okay? And what that is, is when you have pain that's gone on for so long that it starts to make other parts of the body hurt or have a problem that have nothing wrong with them, mm. okay? So normally we call, if it's acute pain that's hurting somewhere else, we call it referred pain right? Mm -hmm. You have like a subluxation in your neck and you have hand or finger pain, right? Referred mm -hmm. pain. Central sensitization is when you have the neck pain for a very long time. It's not addressed. The hand pain is not addressed because it's coming from that. And then it creates plastic changes to the brain itself via the trigeminal ganglion and starts making other parts of the body hurt that have nothing wrong with them. Hmm. Is that similar to like fibromyalgia or is that a part of that phenomenon? Well, yes, it is. So fibromyalgia is centrally mediated. Yes. So mm, it's not okay. like, you know, they have all these palpation markers, you know, mm -hmm. for people with fibro, but it's centrally mediated. There's nothing wrong with their arms and legs, you know, but mm -hmm. it, it's like that. So like, you know, people call a migraine, a trigeminal vascular disorder because the blood vessels open up and close, right? But the blood vessels don't, you know, function on their own. Like a nerve has to tell them to contract or dilate, right? And mm -hmm. we see a strong, it's not all of them, of course, but we see a strong overlap on patients that have migraines that also have a TMJ disorder. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we see resolution of these migraines on patients that get their TMJ problem successfully treated, even on patients that have menstrual migraines. The, these are the kind of migraines you get right before your period. So yeah. many patients will say, well, no, my migraines are just hormone related. Yeah, no, they're they just are related hormone. to my cycle, my cycle. Like this has mm. nothing to do with anything else. Well, the, well, they are related to their cycle. Yeah. Um, but essentially remember, like if you can think of uh, central sensitization is you got this bucket and pain is being given to it. And if pain gets to a big enough threshold, mm -hmm. the bucket overflows and cause some, some other problem, right? So if, there, if your bucket right. is filling up with, you know, a, a terrible estrogen progesterone ratio and mm -hmm. a TMJ problem, well, even though you haven't done anything to the estrogen progesterone ratio, if you did something to stop the impetus of pain from the jaw, for example, the bucket is not going to be so filled up that it overflows. Um, 
-hmm. for our listeners, where are the most common TMJ headaches? Like, and show us with your hands. So yes, so tension type headaches are the most common TMJ, you know, TMJ associated headaches. And those, it's kind of like a vice grip, you know, front and back. Sometimes they'll feel the muscles tensing on the side, on the temporal bone side. Um, Those are much more dull. They're like not 10 out of 10 headaches. They're like between a four and an eight, right? And they're just sort of like tight. Mm. Makes it hard to think, you know, they're very challenging. Whereas a migraine is something, it's it's almost debilitating. Like you, like one of the best ways of correcting it naturally is to just take a nap, you know, just close your eyes, get out of the light Mm -hmm. and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. There you go. So if you're a sufferer of migraines, um, it might be worth getting your TMJ assessed. That really uh, that really resonates with me, that idea of central sensitization, uh, because recently I've been learning to swim. <laughs> it's something I kind of never really did when I was a child. Um, I think because I got kind of freaked out by public swimming pools. Uh, I don't know, there's some... Some, some story there that made me abandon uh, swimming when I was still quite young. Uh, but I'm trying to return to it now because I've got my own children and I want to learn to swim so that I can be confident in the water, so that I can take them and uh, you know be confident that I'm going to be able to help them out if they get into trouble. So yeah, I've been kind of practicing and getting a few lessons at the uh, London Fields Lido because uh, I find swimming outdoors much more congenial than swimming in a, uh, a public swimming pool indoors and every time I've been I've come back afterwards and I've, for the next three four hours I've had this incredible migraine where uh, I lose vision like the center of I can no longer focus on things that are in the center of my field of vision and I have to go and uh, and lie down and uh, wait for it to go away and yeah that that uh, what the doctor was saying on that podcast has helped me understand why that is because I'm I'm getting incredibly stressed when I'm, I'm in the pool because I'm worried about my breathing and how I look to other people as a kind of 40 year old man who's splashing about in the water, choking down big gulps of chlorinated water. Um, yeah, and obviously it's bringing back stuff from my childhood. So yeah, it, it's totally overwhelming my central nervous system. And the aftermath of that is a migraine. Um, Anyway, I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. Uh, another thing that occurred to me, listening back to it, was uh, when uh, Claire mentioned about mindfulness meditation and when she sits sometimes, she finds herself able to both focus on the breath and uh, have a train of thought as well. Um, and she th- said in the podcast i don't really think i'm meditating but having thought about that for a while i think that's uh not necessarily a bad thing i think the act of meditating sometimes is or consists solely in recognizing those times when you are um thinking about other stuff 
and then bringing your focus back to the object of meditation, which in Claire's case was the breath. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there in case any other kind of beginner meditators were listening in and thinking, oh, yeah, I'm not really meditating when I'm thinking and um, focusing on the breath. But yeah, I think as long as you're catching yourself and you're not just getting carried away in thoughts until the bell rings and then you're like, oh, where was I for the last 10 minutes or I was carried away in thought. As long as you're catching yourself during the sit and bringing yourself back to the object of meditation, then I think you're doing good. So uh, don't get down on yourself. On the next episode of the podcast, which is episode three, I will be talking to Tasha Ponton. Um, we've already recorded that conversation it's a fantastic one tasha is a modern spiritual healer uh, we talk about her sound healing practice uh, shamanism and the tarot so uh, make sure you get this podcast subscribed or followed on whatever podcast app you're using and uh, join us then until then may you be well